The Tom Owl Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at the Devil's Pocket, located at 2425 Grace Ferry Avenue in the fighting city of Philadelphia. Mr. Marcus Versace and his staff have one of the best places around. They'll take good care of you, whether you're looking to go in to watch a ball game, have dinner, um, grab a late afternoon snack. Well, I can tell you they got the best plate of nachos in the entire city of Philadelphia. Don't believe me? Well, see for yourself. Uh, that's the Devil's Pocket in Philadelphia, PA. So our, our guest for tonight, uh, Mr. Justin Ross, who's someone I've known for a long time, been a great friend of mine. We've traveled the world together. He is uh, an incredible surfer. He's uh, developed a deep love for the ocean, and he started an organization called Notion, uh, which has a, a big initiative of cleaning up beaches. Guess what? We've got some filthy, disgusting beaches out there. And uh, he's going to tell us about what he's been doing starting um, really this project and uh, really what going forward, um, what his goals are and uh, kind of his vision is for this project. So um, figured it was a perfect time heading into Memorial Day weekend. There's going to be a lot of people going to the beaches really all over the country on both coasts. Uh, so looking forward to talking to him and having him drop some knowledge for us. So let's get it going with Mr. Justin Ross. All right. Perfect. I think we got one out of three. Woo! Two out of three. <laughs> Is Matthew jumping on? We got two. Here, I'll text him. I think I can edit this. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Look at that. Fuck yeah. Great. <laughs> this is great. Well, welcome to the a, a very special Tom Mile podcast. We've never done this before. Normally, we're all in the same room, and um, we're doing this uh, remote. I'm in the car. <laughs> Matt Skewley's in the car. Where are you going, dude? You're going to Jersey? I'm to the uh, to the New Jersey Shore. Going to the Jersey Shore. Well, I'm glad you said that because we're going to really dive into that heavily here. Um, is this the – this is a – how many have we done here? Is this the 14th? This is, uh, this is 14. It's the 14th episode um, of the Tom Mile podcast. I think we've we've had uh, a lot of great guests. We've had – last time we did this, we did with Jen Merck who um, has, a, has a great blog. We've, we've done stuff with uh, pro fighters and, and a, lot of, a lot of great guests, but want to introduce someone um, who's obviously one of my great friends um, in all my life. I think I was just thinking I've known this guy for, for 12 years, um, June 2006. I think we both got kind of promoted into the same role, and i uh, definitely been, been a great friend. Um, he's someone that I, I think – he was the first dude I knew that was like watching what he was eating when I was like, <laughs> like eating vegetables. It's like, dude, I didn't say so rip, but but Justin Ross is joining us. How you doing, buddy? Good guys, thank you. Are you thanks for, are you at, thanks for coming on with us, man. Of course, yeah. I love I love all this multitasking that we seem to have me going on. I love it. <laughs> what do you what do you all got going on right now? Multitasking. Uh, you know, I, I think um, uh, here in LA, there there is um, to to create a sustainable life that you feel like you, you um, can be successful. You always kind of have to have this side hustle. So you've got your your actual paying career, and then yeah. you've got your 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 side hustle, your your true passion that you're really wanting to move forward and hopefully uh, officially step into as as it does grow and and that's what you know notion life is is really wanting to be able to do and and bring bring to uh bring to the hopefully the world at this point so that's awesome man well let's start from the beginning here um and kind of just how this all came to fruition i think you're someone that uh has been you've been around the ocean and around beaches and around the sea and water your whole life but but i don't even know if i know exactly like where, where do you consider yourself from yeah you know it's uh it's kind of it's, it's kind of a funny question i think when i tell people that i was born in fresno 
California. Yeah. Uh, mo- most people are like, well, maybe, maybe you should say that you grew up in Northern California on the border of Oregon and California. Uh, and, you know, that your dad worked for the U.S. Forest Service and that, you know, you were surrounded by, by nature and, and, you know, just the, the beauty of, of, of being outside and camping and climbing trees and hunting and gathering yeah. <laughs> was, a, was, a, was a small portion of my, uh, my adolescent life. So, yeah, re- really kind of where the, the roots started from were from Northern California. From NorCal, yeah. So born and raised. So you never, because I know your folks live in Florida. So you, you never, you never lived in Florida. Your family? Yeah, no. Uh, my my parents retired and uh, decided to buy a sailboat. Dad had uh, a you know a life goal of you know sailing, and and so he bought a sailboat and uh, moved out to Florida and got his captain's license in like three days, and uh, that was kind of all she wrote. Man, those guys have been on the boat most of their uh you know latter portion of their lives and uh just enjoying it man they they moved from from phoenix to um you know that was landlocked to a place where this beautiful ocean and and the gulf of mexico was able to provide them with what they really wanted to do where where's the uh the most exotic place your parents have sailed to Um, so they, they did the windward islands and I think one of the coolest places that I got to go see them at was Grenada. Um, so off the, off the, off the coast of, uh, Africa. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that near, I mean, I'm sorry for my, is that near Tenerife? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Near Tenerife. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad, my dad basically wanted to recreate, uh, pirates of the caribbean you know you wanted to kind of go through each one of those islands that those guys traveled to and and see what they're all about so not to be like the guy that doesn't know anything (laughs) about sailing so when you go sailing and gonna go venture and go on a quest like that like what do you do you pack for like like six months you put the your boat or or how how does that work exactly yeah no yeah so i mean think about it like this you've got a motorhome right and you're you're driving around the united states in this in this place where you can sleep eat take a shit and you know cook all of your food um yeah and you know it similar to that is the sailboat but you've got at that point you know you're you're always kind of at you know mother's nature's like mercy I mean, the winds, the ocean can turn on you so quickly. So really the navigation portion to sailing is huge and just kind of knowing your currents, knowing your winds, knowing what your boat can take um, in, in, you know, sea levels or high seas, um, because those are all huge factors that you can you can lose your life and um, the sea can kind of take over. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you pack similar to as if you're you're traveling uh, around. So you've got food and you can always stop off at different islands and pick up, you know, fresh eggs or fresh, you know, chicken or uh, or just grocery type of things. And that's kind of how they did it It was like, you know, it'd be like stopping by the next city in your motorhome. You're you're stopping by the next island. So, yes, there's absolutely preparation that needs to be taken for it. And the biggest thing that I would say that influences like sailors and and the safety of sailors is really knowing your winds knowing your currents and just not putting yourself at risk because it can turn you know it can turn pretty hairy pretty quickly that's incredible man well i think when uh you know like matthew and i we we started you know this podcast because i think we've got a you know a passion for you know for sports and for the cities that you know our team's play in and win and i think based on kind of how our dads kind of raised us to love you know the 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 phillies and you know whatever else but i think for you you, your passion and what you grew up with was was like the ocean so how old were you when you really developed like a passion for the ocean do you like when did it start for you yeah you know um to, to go back to where i grew up as a kid i think just um being a part of nature and seeing what um, mother earth really has to offer for us. Um, just that, that really was, was a, a great place to be able to grow up and then, you know, move into a big city and, and see these, you know, amenities that can be, you know, uh, right down the street that you can walk to and, and just, you know, the evolution of social media and, and 
how uh, things can come to you uh, wherever you're at um, has kind of uh, created my thought process with, with getting notion life uh, moving forward. You know, so I've, I've always had this draw to mother nature and, and uh, the beauty of it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, what is it that I can do? I, I wanted to start to do something that really impacts people and helps people. And, you know, at first it was, you know, helping the homeless and, and, and going in that, in that direction. And, you know, the more I traveled around the world and got to see some of these uh, amazing countries, beautiful countries uh, and surfing in them. um, I just, I just saw what the challenges were with, with the state or the country um, not having a ton of money to provide, you know, a waste management cleanup or a state funded cleanup or, or like trash cans on the beaches or, you know, things like that. So people were coming to these beaches and they're burning their trash or they're leaving their trash because there's no place to put it. And when you, when you see that and you start to see where where that trash goes into these oceans. um, I mean, I've been a surfer for, 15 uh strong years of of surfing and really you know found the the love for that when i was living in hawaii um but yeah i think you know i I just saw that these countries you know i I think i could help them and so when i started thinking more locally and what i could make an impact first here um in la uh, you know in one of the biggest cities and the most uh destination places for tourism uh, on these beaches there's over uh 64 million tourists that travel uh, our our coastlines every single year and so when you think about that and you think about the trash that they bring and just the trash that's kind of flowing uh you know through through your waterways underneath your cities into these oceans um you just kind of you see what's happening to the sea life and you see what's happening to your beaches and um, I wanted to create an experience that, um, you know, really targeted young uh, kids, young adults, um, and, and got their parents excited to see the joy that they have um, by recycling, reducing, uh, reusing. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where the passion came from for me. It was really just kind of wanting to see uh, a change in our oceans and, and, you know, there's so many other companies that are doing very similar things. We're, we're not we're not we're not trying to, like, you know, fact check. And, and I'm not a scientist, but I, I am somebody that um, considers himself to be an activist. And I think that's where I really feel like that we can build traction and affect local communities, local beaches. And um, yeah, so that's really where that passion came from that's incredible man well, that's that, incredible uh, i'm proud of you dude i mean let's so let's tell it so work it so notion life is that what what, what you're i mean what did you call an organization like what can we call it what can our listeners here i mean wh- where can they go to kind of check out notion life is it instagram that i know you've been really active with or do you have a web page yeah so we're, we're on we're on facebook at notion life we are on twitter at notion life we are on uh ig instagram at notion life um, we also have a, uh, you know, it's under construction right now. We've, we've got some things that we're really wanting to, uh, add into our website, but the website is notionlife.com. Um, and it's really just kind of a, a plug for an experience that's coming soon. Um, there is an email list that, that, um, you know, your, your listeners can, can, uh, go to and sign up and, and, you know, they can actually chat with me, um, through the website and you know we're hoping to build more things to this website it's still real green in this process but we're we're really looking for a call to action here um come uh latter portion of the year so and that's spelled k-n-o-c-e-a-n life right correct all one all one word because i know you had a video on there or I, I don't, I think I'm about to be, I'm about to be 38 here <laughs> tomorrow. So I don't know. I, I, what is the Instagram videos called, Matt? What, what are those called? Insta, uh, it's uh, Instagram stories. It's the story. So Justin had an yeah. Instagram story that basically, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you had walked, I think you were just walking along a beach. I don't know which one it was, but you hadn't walked far at all, maybe 10 feet or 10 yards <laughs> And you filled up a trash bag with 
everything with straws with that that's really what was like pretty eye-opening for me i mean tell us about like what what is that is that pretty consistent with what your experiences are like when you're walking some of these beaches to clean them up or to make to show that example yeah you know it it was um uh, just a, a project that i wanted to do myself and and you know as much as i am a surfer and uh, I find myself gravitating to the water and needing the ocean to really, you know, change my mood. Um, you know, I, I wanted to put what Surfrider does, it, just experience it by myself and really kind of see the overwhelming amount of impact that this had, not only on my heart, but just like just just drove my passion even more um, when I did this my, myself little a beach little cleanup one day and and literally, I, I walked about 30 yards of this beach, and I, I didn't really need to walk anymore, but I could have. But by that time, my burlap sack that I was filling up with thousands of straws and beer bottles that people had buried in the sand and lighters and, and bottle caps and plastic bottles and just, I mean, in a 30-yard portion of this beach, I was able to fill a three-foot by two-foot burlap sack up with all plastic. Um, and it, there was actually a piece of a car that was uh, on this beach too, as well, f- for whatever reason. Um, and, and it just, you know, after I did that and just seeing that, I mean, it really fueled the passion for, for what I think really truly needs to happen. And, you know, I think in my call to action, when, when uh, I talk to people about that is just when you travel the beach and you see a piece of trash, it, you know, if it's not a condom, you know, don't pick it up, but you know, anything else, I think that you're probably safe with, with picking up with your own hands. And if you've got some gloves and great, but I mean, you know, it's, it's about bringing something more than what you came with off that beach. Um, you know, we're all bringing food, we're all bringing, you know, some sort of, uh, trash to the beach, but you know, it's just like the mentality of camping, you know, or, or in a national park, you brought with you. Sometimes you even bring your own shit that 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 really gets gets that call to action to place where um what what beach were you on was it a beach in la or in southern california somewhere yeah great um yeah it's uh, it's doc weiler beach it's in los angeles it's uh one of the most uh dirtiest coastlines in los angeles just due to there's a bay that kind of flows there and then that uh, about uh, two miles further south, the uh, Los Angeles River flows into our ocean too, as well. Um, oh, wow. And so you you've got you know everything from from Bakersfield and, and through Central Valley that ends up flowing down through this this LA River on top of anything else that it's picking up in Los Angeles and flows right on out into our ocean waters. And you know that in return is you know an issue that we're wanting to you know address in the future too as well but yeah dock weather beach los angeles it's also a place where you can they have like live campfires that you can cook out on the beach that there's a lot of action that's happening there and there's just a lot of attention to like people leaving trash and and us really needing to be able to take what we see back off with us so when you say it's like the the it's known as like a dirty beach i mean how much of that is from humans like all of it oh yeah i mean the the, think about the you know people talk about a carbon footprint right when you're talking about climate change um and and what you're doing to impact the environment i mean you think about certain ways that you yourself on a daily basis i mean joe you you were the first one that had your that you had your reusable water bottle through all of germany and you know everybody else's plastic bottles and glass bottles and and, you know, that's, that's the start. You, you've got something that's reusable. You're not purchasing plastic bottles to get your water. You're filling it up. You know, you're, you're, you're using, um, you know, you're using your, your reusable bags, your tote bags that you're getting from different companies to, to make sure you're not getting plastic bags from all these grocery stores. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think most everything that you find in the ocean is because of humans. And, you know, it's, it's, I was reading this article in National Geographic that if, you know, 
if everybody in the in northern america and in europe recycled every piece of plastic it would still not make a dent in our oceans just because of what we've done for so many years just for so many years yeah absolutely um I, well first off i can't believe you remember i actually have that water bottle right here <laughs> <laughs> um, but i mean I, so i guess what are some things I, I know you talked about and i don't mean to steal your you, you talked about you were you having metal straws but maybe you can tell us about that like what are some what are some things you're doing with with notion life or products or, or maybe things that you've created or are putting together um to kind of help help with this yeah absolutely um, well, I mean, we've, we've heard the craze of, of what straws are doing to our oceans or sea life. And, you know, there's a heart wrenching video of this, this turtle with uh, a straw in its nose and they're surgically having to remove this thing. And this, this turtle is literally screaming and crying, if you will, um, at the surgery. And, and so that really hit home for me. And, and I think, you know, I, I started doing a bunch of research on what is the best products that we can start to get not only just our marketing and who we are out there, but also, you know, you know, we, we want to be a company that's building rejuvenative products. We don't want sustainable. Yeah. Sustainable is great, but we want something that's going to be rejuvenate and we can recreate and regrow. And so um, with that thought process, I was like steel straws, stainless steel straws are a great way to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to develop a little sock that people can actually put it in. So whenever you're, uh, bringing your straw around with you everywhere you go. It's basically kind of like a pocket protector. It's keeping the germs out and keeping it protected. So those are a couple of things that we're doing um, to really just kind of get the name out there, but also introduce just this new lifestyle. I mean, it's like you bring your reusable water bottle everywhere with you. Well, let's make sure the straw comes with you too. And then, you know, you've got your reusable bag that you've got there. So you've got three things you're already contributing to less waste, in what you do as a consumer, you're already creating less, you know, and everyone's like, well, I can't, you know, I don't see that impact as quickly enough. Well, you know, it's going to take time, you know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a call to action and people have to understand what those plastic bags do. Plastic bags are the toughest things to recycle. And, you know, I'm getting a little bit sidetracked, but I mean, if you, if you think about this blue trash bin, right this blue trash bin you're like oh yeah cool i'm gonna throw everything in there and it's the recycling bin i don't know what color your guys is in 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 philly there but everyone's like oh yeah cool i'm gonna throw it in here and it's all gonna get recycled i'm doing such a good deed less than 30 percent of that gets recycled or can be recycled what you put into those so all the rest of that stuff still going to the landfill yes it's still a great way to control but you know, the, the reality of it is that you need clean plastic. You need it to be washed. You can't have any paper labels on it. You, you know, all these certain factors contribute to what uh, enables, you know, recycling companies to be able to recycle this product and, and be able to reproduce it. Um, so in that thought, I was like, okay, well, what else can I do? I, I want to start to uh, create or we are creating um products that will be bamboo um and one of the products is that we're going to be producing here in the next couple of weeks is some bamboo sunglasses um that will be available for uh again donating we have a a gofundme account where we're asking people to just you know donate whatever they feel like is necessary for we're not we're not charging for these products we're we're attaching a business card and a, a little bit of a message behind it with that and then so people can then uh, you know, take that and go, go to the GoFundMe page and donate whatever they want. We're asking, you know, $4 for the straws, but we're, um, if you want to give two, then two is great, you know, or if you want to give one or you want to give 50 cents, then that's great. We're just, you know, this is just helping us build some traction to be able to continue to move in the rejuvenative, uh, direction of in that, where's that GoFundMe page located at, or where can people get access to it? Yeah. So it's go, GoFundMe notion life so are you are you uh doing this all on your own or do you have like a team of a team of people that are also helping you kind of move forward with this as well yeah i think you know uh when, when you 
do a startup or you're wanting to you know create a company you are trying to build so much information and ask so many different questions so you know there has been a string of people that i have met and had conference calls with and and really just asked a ton of questions and trying to understand what's working for marketing uh, what is the, the actual true definitive message that we want to be able to carry and make it very clear to our, to our, you know, uh, humans. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at things and, and uh, hoping to um, see more partnerships in the future. So a company that we've started to partner with, um, you guys can also find them on Instagram. They're called Precious Plastics LA. Um, so a couple of the posts recently that I've posted was uh, they, they had a, um, an event where you could come and see these machines, these DIY machines that they made um, from a blueprint that a company called Precious Plastics. And I believe they're in Denmark um, created and put online these blueprints so people can make these machines They can find the recycled material to make these machines you know, or you can, or you can buy it. Um, but they have the ability to be able to, to make these machines. So I'm partnering with those guys. Uh, I also have a business partner, Brandy Curry, uh, who's really been uh, the backbone to, to some of our, um, documents and Google docs that we've created business plans that we're generating and, and really kind of keeping the, the paperwork motion of, uh, notion life, um, moving forward. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's been a number of different partnerships just with people and asking questions, but also, um, the precious plastic is somebody that we're really hoping moves the mobile experience of recycling, uh, in, in the direction that we want as notion life. That's awesome. I, I remember I saw, uh, a, I guess an Instagram clip of, I think one of those machines, but they were showing, I mean, Matt and I, we love like Adidas shoes and NMDs and, you know, that sort of thing. And they, I think on one of those stories, it said that doesn't Adidas, aren't they making a shoe that's from a hundred percent sustainable recycling? Yes. Class? Yeah. You know, I got, so, I got so many comments, you know, you know who, uh, you know, who sent me a message who actually has a pair. Do you remember Christian Mark? Oh Yeah. Yeah. In Germany. Yeah. So he sent me a message that he found a pair online, you know, years ago that he had bought. And I was just so pumped that, you know, even somebody in Ger landlocked Germany is, is really wanting to support this movement with re rejuvenative products. Not so, to, that, yeah, th those were so cool. Remember, I mean, I, not to get, you know, there's a lot of different ways this could kind of go here in terms of recycling <laughs> in the States. But do you remember when we were in Germany, like they recycled glass by color? And they had batteries and a lot of different. Do you remember that? Like all the recycling. Oh yeah. They had a yeah. There was color. there was there was four there was four trash cans. Right. That you had your choice of putting something into, and really that's the best way to do recycling because that's the issue when we throw all of our shit into the blue bin, and it's like oh yeah it's magically gonna reappear on the shelves. Yeah. You know <laughs> no. You know, the best way to do it is to clean it, to organize it, to get it by color. There's green. There's brown glass there's clear. clear glass and you know and even some of that stuff like when you're buying um there's there's a certain glass that's not actually recyclable i can't remember it now but um it, i think it's one of the kombucha ones that you probably end up buying anyways uh but yeah so yeah i, I think if we adapted that and spent more money as a state or as a country on improving our recycling plants in general, I mean, those guys, those guys used to be making money and now they're losing money because they're having to spend so much time sorting and, you know, taking out the products that actually can't be recycled. Cause I think it's just, we, there needs to be more education. And I think that's where the knowledge of notion. So knowledge plus ocean um in the name is for us to really continue to build that knowledge to people and get people to really understand like again i'm not a scientist uh i'm an activist and i think this is a, a true direction that people are just confused about and maybe not educated enough and have enough knowledge to really be able to make a change in what they should be recycling and how to recycle right so i mean, I mean matt right now is on his way to the beach 
and yeah, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, yeah, you would you would have a you'd have a field day at the Jersey Shore, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like, you know, my wife and I were. It's the biggest in the Philadelphia area on the coast. Like tomorrow, really kicks off Memorial Day weekend and kicks off a summer of people going to beaches. And from someone that's not from this area to come here, I, I really had no idea. Like Delaware has <laughs> has beaches. There's all these. I mean, it's kicking off tomorrow. So I mean, what can what can we do? Like, what are some simple things we can do starting tomorrow, starting tonight, you know, as we're going and enjoying ourselves and having a lot of fun to kind of uh, small steps that we can do to kind of help the cause? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, some of the things that we've talked about that um, you are practicing and I'm practicing is, you know, again, instead of bringing um, your plastic bags that you're carrying your snacks in or your toys in to the beach, you're, you're actually, you, you have a reusable tote bag that you're bringing that stuff in or a backpack or something that's, you know, not going to fly away in the wind or the seagulls aren't going to come and pick apart and try to eat as you're, you know, off running in the beautiful ocean or, you know, uh, playing Frisbee out there. Those are the type of things that people don't think about. And then it takes two seconds for that seagull to start picking through that plastic bag. And next thing you know, it's flying off down the beach and, you know, you didn't see it happen because you were busy having fun as people need to be doing at the beach. And and so that's a great practice. Um, you know, again, just for whatever you're bringing with you to the beach, make sure that you bring everything back off that you brought. Plus, if you see something on your way back or while you're hanging out out there, grab it and just put it into, you know, put it into your cooler so it doesn't fly away. And you know that that trash is in there and it's not going back into the ocean. Um, you know, even the, the, the trash cans on the beaches are great, but those things still get picked through with the sea life and seagulls and things of that nature. So just kind of thinking about that too, as well, that I feel like you're like, all right, well, I want to make sure this gets into the trash can. What is it that's going into that trash can? And, um, you know, is it something that I can just truly bring back with me to the house and put it in the recycling there? Cause you know, those, those trash cans at the beach aren't unless you guys have a recycle one, they're not getting recycled. Um, so that's another great practice is just bring it with you. So you have the, you are in control of making sure that at least it's getting into some sort of recycling. It may not all get recycled, but at least that you brought it back to the house, you got it in the right trash can. And, you know, it's not just going to go into a landfill or, or someplace else where um, it's going to continue to hurt the environment. Yeah. Those, those trash bins and at your, they'll be, those go right into a bag. There and they're and they're constantly overflowing and full and you know no one really has you know the presence of mind to pick any of that up they just kind of throw it there and forget about it so it you know who who knows what happens but yeah absolutely and I think you know just to add uh, you know I think that's that's where you know we can just start to talk to people about it and bring it to their attention like when you do see things like that be like oh man that really sucks that's concerning or like. You know, you, you can start writing letters to your politicians, too, as well, about things that you guys are seeing in the in these areas, because, you know, it seems like every state and city is really wanting to make a put forth an action. You know, we've got Malibu that's going plastic straws free, plastic utensils free. Um, we've got New York that I think is also going plastic, no plastic straws banned. Yeah. They're banning plastic straws. Um, I think that was just most recently on the news. So, you know, I think, you know, it it seems weird to talk about writing to your politicians, but it really does have an effect on what we do. And I think, you know, the next thing would be just to vote (laughs) as easy as that sounds. I mean, let's let's get out there and vote for these, you know, your your city elective officials and, and really making sure that those guys have the right message that you want to see make a difference, too. Well, the, yeah, this is obviously not something that, like, hey, let's try to, let's try to, <laughs> you know, keep keep Aaron Judge healthy so we can have a long career. This is like, let's try to help out our planet so we can all, our, our you know, down the line for generation to generation. So, well, yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really proud of you, dude. I mean, I, this is, I, I didn't, when I first started seeing the Notion Life stuff pop up, I was like, oh, what's this thing Justin's a part of? And just to hear that, you know, you started it and got it rolling, I think is is something, you know, that's, uh, that, that's really important. And I think it ties in well with, you know, starting tomorrow, we're all going to be having a blast and, you know, getting some sun, but why not take care of 
you know, these places as well. So, um, well, great. Yeah. You know, I, I heard, I heard something yesterday that kind of stuck with me and, um, I was going to put it out there in a post once I found the right, you know, picture for it to kind of create that message behind it. But, you know, you, you can't conquer what you don't do not confront. So, Right. When we th- when I think about when I think about that, I think about okay. So how do we conquer plastic? I mean, you you can't get away. Like I've really truly tried to be plastic free, and it's just so tough. I look at my toothpaste bottle. I look at my vitamin bottles. You know, and it's just like, even though I'm trying to do as much as I can to put plastic out of my life, it is set. It, you're surrounded by it. So I think it's it's just you know we need to continue to confront it to conquer it and, you know, reduce, reuse, rejuvenate, um, you know, let's, let's, let's expect our weaknesses and, you know, accept our weaknesses and, uh, make a movement to love our mother earth. And I think that's what we understand is like, yeah, we're, we, you know, we've made some bad decisions and we have to try to correct that. And the best way for us to do it is we, we have to kind of change, uh, this comfortable, uh, convenient lifestyle um as much as we love it you know i think that there are true things that you can really do on a daily basis that will just you know start to make small impacts um you know on on your decision making and what you're actually uh you know as a consumer purchasing um but also you know i went by this one shop in ventura it was awesome i'm sure and they might have a couple of them out there but it's a refill shop so basically you can go in there and just refill up your refill your shampoo bottles, you know, your glass shampoo bottles. They also have stainless steel straws. They have all these like different organic, non, uh, you know, hazardous or toxic material soaps and all these different things. But it was just like a really cool shop that I hadn't seen before. I mean, I, I'd heard of them, but um, I was just like, all right, so that that's how I can try to get the head and shoulders plastic bottle out of my shower and yeah. you know like the, when you really start to think about what you need to do to try to get plastic out of your life you're like Fuck. yeah right. yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> so it's almost like like i know I, I brought up like watching what you eat it's kind of like oh my god i want to i'm not gonna eat vegetables for two days why can't i see a, a six pack it's like oh man i've been recycling <laughs> for six months why can't? so it's one of those things where maybe you won't see it after two days of eating well after two weeks but maybe after a month it's like oh I have a, i'm getting a six pack so it's almost like multiply that six times longer i suppose is something like recite you may not see it initially but if you practice this all summer of not you know really watching our plastics eventually you know, we can start to see, make some, you know, significant changes. Is that, is that an idiotic way of <laughs> looking at it? I mean, no, no, I, I think that's great because, you know, what, what, what I did is I imposed a thought onto you that like eating vegetables is, is going to not only give you some longevity, uh, make, make you poop a little easier, but also it, it's healthier way to, to consume and, and you're going to have a longer life, which is great. And we want you to, but I think for, for me, what you're doing is, is you're talking about this to people. You're getting more people to do what you're yeah, doing, right? right? And that's 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 the impact. It's not that like, oh, I'm going to f- fucking change the world tomorrow. No plastic. Yeah. No, it's like, hey, six of my best friends, are you guys doing the same way of, of living? Try it. It's tough. It's challenging. But think about the more people that try to live that type of lifestyle, it it's only going to make a difference in how, you know, your, your Walmarts and your fucking targets are selling plastic bags left and right. Everything comes in, everything comes in plastic, you know? Uh, so it's just, it's just, a, it's, it's that it's like you make the impact on somebody else. That person makes the impact on somebody else. And the next thing you know, you got 20 people that are, that are practicing these, these, you know, reusable, r- r- sustainable, uh, rejuvenative ideas uh, uh, on their life. And, and that affects the, the huge companies that are still just like, well, plastic for everything. Yeah. Well, don't you remember any grocery <laughs> store, any Aldi, any place in Germany that any, when you check out, they charge you for the plastic bag? Oh, yeah. Aldi, Aldi does that. Yeah, they have, uh, 
you have, you have to buy yeah, it's like they, they charge you. you. Have to bring so your it's, own. again, it's kind of like, why, why aren't yeah. we doing that? I mean, again, I, I mean, we probably know the answer <laughs> because it just doesn't seem we're supposed to be this progressive, smart play. I mean, I, I can remember Adam Carolla complaining about this stuff like in 2007. Uh, and we're still not yeah. do, like it's just kind of maddening so i think you're right i think i mean again i i don't i think the way to do it is start kind of making that impact on your own so that's great man yeah you know and and just like the world turning and, and rotating on an axis around the sun in a circle you know in the 1970s, the same thing was happening. There was this big movement about plastic, and it, so you just you just see life. And, and so, if you think about you know uh, going back to my fashion background, if you see you know how how the shit from the 90s now is so cool and it's in, and your grunge is in, or I'm I'm a little bit dated on that, but oh yeah, um, no, you know it, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> you know so. I, I think that's what's cool is that it, it always continues to come back around, you know, and it's like, and, and yeah, maybe it's not cool, but it is also because I, I think that people then are like, oh yeah, cool. I, ma- I made my impact. And then, you know, they forget about it. And then again, three years later, all of a sudden this, this issue comes back around and the people that have really been putting this into practice and play are keeping it in light. And I think that's really what, the message needs to be is that we can't forget about this and we can't not, you know, attempt to move in a direction with reusable uh, pieces. I mean, it's, it's such a hipster way to live your life. Right. (laughs) You have to, people just have to make it part of their routine. And once it's part of their routine, I think, you know, they'll do it. Obviously they'll do it more. Absolutely. And, And really what I'm looking to have it be is like a condition, right? So like breathing, brushing your teeth like that's that's how that's where i want this to be is i want it to be a condition where it's just like i don't even think about it it's just already being done right well that's incredible and yeah you know and i just one last thing i just think like you know if, if you've already got i mean there's so cool like reusable bags that you can have like i just have one in my car because i know i always forget mine and i'm like I don't go home before I go to the grocery store. So usually I'm going straight to the grocery store. So it's all just those little small things that you guys can just kind of remember to put into your life or into your routine to ensure that that, that is something that just automatically happens. Yeah, I definitely need to do that because I think I have a year's supply (laughs) worth of Trader Joe's plastic uh, stuff in my apartment right now. That's crazy. That I forget uh, to put in my car. Like, I yeah. Forget. So wonder if you could. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we could talk about surfing for a few minutes here. Um, oh Matt, man, let's do that. Matt, have you ever, ever surfed, <laughs> Matt? Have you ever gone surfing? What's that? No, it's a, it's a, it's on my bucket list to learn how to surf. Justin, you can teach you me. Bet, man. Well, you bet, man. You bet. That's like one thing like one thing i've always wanted to learn how to do and i've just never done it and i hopefully one day so i'll be able to justin's do it, roommate is uh, a great friend of ours justin smith and him and i went on this surfing trip to tenerife spain and the first time i went out like i don't know i remember like the, the board smashing my nose and my nose is bleeding and like this is the worst experience ever and i remember seeing justin smith <laughs> was like just crushing it like basically i was trying to paddle out and the waves were just throwing me around and put like i couldn't even do it i had to have the guy this friend this guy help me get out there and i remember smith was just crushing it just like doing these incredible things and i remember like coming back home to to, to where we were in Dusseldorf and be like dude are you that good to see you like yeah i could do that too you know so you guys i know do a lot of surfing trips i mean i, I guess I, when I finally stood up on the board and got up after all morning, just getting crushed and barreled and thrown around, it was incredible. <laughs> it went from like, this is the worst experience I can possibly imagine to holy shit. I got to get back up on that thing. I mean, where have you got, have you guys been on any big trips lately? Uh, so the last one we went to was Nicaragua. Uh, but we've been to Bali. We've been to Chile. We've been to Peru um big big trip to Kauai in hawaii um 
in February that we had where, you know, you, it was the biggest waves that we've surfed, the biggest waves I've ever paddled out into, and probably one of the most scary, <laughs> scariest times as well. So you said biggest you know, waves, you, you, how big? So we're, we're talking uh, 22 to 15 feet waves, depending on whether or not it was the swell or, or the set was a part of it. You know, typically, so we're paint a picture for you. Uh, beautiful bang in Kauai. You got Hanalei. Um, and then on the, on the left-hand side of this bay is this left that breaks. And for surfers that are goofy foot, uh, that's your strong side. So you're, you're, you like that. It's, you don't like it, but it's a, it's a much more comfortable way to be uh, attacking the wave. When you say goofy foot, um, it's your right foot front or left foot? Yeah, so your right foot is front and your back foot is on the tail, which is your gotcha. left. Yeah. And so you there's so this wave would come in and if you've ever seen videos of the wedge here in California, um it the wave comes in, hits off off the jetty and creates this huge A-frame. And so that's what this wave was doing. It was coming off this huge cliff, just ma- massive. You just you could feel how fucking small you were right like imagine these waves that are breaking and you just feel the earth rumbling Uh. (laughs) underneath you and these things bounce off this thing and come at you and you know there there was there was surfers going right and left there was about five of us maybe out there at one point um and I, I have to say that I, I paddled for a couple of them pulled back just because I was like you're looking you're you're about to drop down on a wave that is three stories high yeah <laughs> yeah you know Fuck. and Fuck. you know the power that is behind that thing it's not even just like oh yeah cool I could totally do this but if I crash the power that is behind that I mean you that I think it's like uh, I forget what like Tabarua and some of these other huge waves where just it's like the 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 pressure of the wave literally one of those guys that was surfing Nazareth which is in Portugal one of the biggest waves in the world uh he crashed and literally had his entire shoulder ripped off from this wave like that's how that's how oh much God. like that's how much weight is behind this wave so um I I had one amazing wave and I literally when I turned back around and I saw this huge set that was rolling in, I just, I just took it all the way to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The con- wow. There's like, there's like the, there's the fear of like, uh, getting swallowed by like a huge wave kind of drive you to, you know, uh, I guess perform better while you're on the yeah, board. So, uh, you know, um, if you think about this, right. So I'll put it in, in, in like a baseball perspective. So, you know, you, you grow I'm up, you've got team. you know you you got t-ball you start off in t-ball you don't have a ball that's getting thrown at you yet so you're like okay cool i'm feeling comfortable with this then you get to like 30 to 40 mile an hour pitchers you know through little league and then you get into you get into high school you start getting 85s and 90s right you start feeling comfortable with hitting those balls then you get to the major leagues and you got dudes that are man that pitcher for that japanese guys for uh uh for anaheim yeah. huh? we saw him play a couple weeks dude jesus it's a beast yeah. man through like through like well he almost had a uh no hitter inning, but um anyway it's just an amazing baseball player so imagine that right so you start to feel comfortable in bigger and bigger and bigger waves right so you're like oh yeah cool this wave's great and it's only you know it's knee high and then you're going waist high and then you're going shoulder and then you're going head yeah. high and you start to feel very comfortable in that environment. And then you want more. Like, then when you're like, you know, it'd be like going back to playing t-ball uh, when you've got waves that are at your knees. Because you're like, well, I don't really want to go play in those waves because they're, they're, not, they're not the best. I mean, I still do it because mm-hmm. I love it. And it's just an amazing feeling to be a part of the water and that energy. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I, it, you, you build your tolerance to bigger and better ones. And then once you're there, you're like, oh, okay, I do, I, I do feel right. comfortable. Like, yeah, I can surf this. I remember in the mornings we'd go out in, in Tenerife and there's just, just, and Smith and Fernando would be just like bombed. Like he'd stand on top of the van and look out and be like, ah. Uh. And they'd be like, it's good uh. for you, but not for <laughs> us. Like, <laughs> and I, 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 yeah. Like, all right, well, 
you know, just uh, it's not firing. And I, I didn't tell, I didn't know what the hell they were looking at. <laughs> but, 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 I, but I, I will also tell you this: it's kind of like uh, telling a fishing story, yeah. right? So you, 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 you're always like, oh man, way bigger. The fish that I caught, <laughs> yeah, the fish that I caught was this big, man. yeah, and. Because you you feel like when you're on this wave and you're a part of this just natural cause of how the moon and the earth move around in this solar system, yeah. that this wave is created through that shit. And that when you're on this thing and, and you feel comfortable and you feel confident, it's the coolest yeah. feeling. And, you know, it's like I, I was a skateboarder when I was growing up, too, as well. I skated and. I just realized that fucking cement hurts a lot more than yeah. water. <laughs> so it was, a, it was an easy transition to be able to say yes. And, and my, when I turned 40 in the next two years, uh, I, I like something with a little more cushion. I mean, dude, I, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I, I can tell you the day that I caught my first wave. It was April 20th, 2011. I'll never forget it. I was geeked huh. out of my mind. Like, I, I'll never <laughs> – I'll never, it would just like, all of a sudden I couldn't hear anything other than whoosh, you know, just this yeah. hiss and just, and you're just flying. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget. I get chill. I'm getting chills even talking about it. I mean, and yeah, me too. It's incredible. <laughs> I, I was just like, Oh my God, I get like, wow. So. But, 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 but remember the time, how frustrating it was until that point. It was probably as frustrating as I was flip that around times 20 you know what i mean like that frustrated i was as, as frustrated i was as i was and as pissed that's how excited i was on the opposite side times 20 <laughs> like yeah it's got to be it's got to be so gratifying when you finally do I mean, it, it right? and even that afternoon when i went out with on myself without fernando pushing me and telling me go go you know and basically slingshotting me into the waves and I, I got a couple <laughs> waves and I remember Smith, we were just kind of sitting on our board. And, uh, I mean, it, it was a struggle for me even to do that. Like it was hard to just sit on it, but, and I remember he was paddling in and I, I remember thinking, I want to stay out here. I want to try again. I want to try and get one more before we get out of here today. So I love it, man. I, and I saw you were at, that you were at a contest and Kelly Slater was there. Is, is he still the best in the world? Uh, uh, so right now, John, John, and I think Jordy. No, it's a, it's a it's a gentleman from Brazil. I think is wearing the yellow jersey currently. Um, is that? It, but yeah, it, 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 it basically the way it works in this in the in uh, the World Surf League is that you build points through competition, and when you finish in each one of these different competitions, you know there's seven throughout the entire year that they do doing the most perfect waves in all of these places cloud break and margaret river and north shore of hawaii and um uh brazil and i mean just amazing some of the best waves that you can ever possibly surf that these guys are surfing. when you say guys um, like the best in the world is it objective is there a way to really track to improve or is it kind of how does that work yeah so i mean the way that it works and i mean trust me there there's a lot of uh free surfers that are probably as good if not better than kelly slater and john john and felipe and and all these jordy smith and some of these guys there's like dane reynolds who is a free surfer doesn't do competitions and he's fucking awesome so it, it's tough man everyone's got the cool thing about surfing is like you create your own style right so um, same thing with your, when you're in the batter's box, everyone's got their stance that they do a little bit differently. Yeah. It's the same thing with surfing, you, you know, it's it, whether it's your, the flow of how you're, you're, you know, doing a big hack off the top of a wave where you're just carving out the front of the wave or you're doing freaking back flip rodeo and, and, or a 360 on it. I mean, everyone's just got their own style. And I think that's, what's so cool about the art of surfing. And, you know, really surfing was built around this, this, the adventure. And so, you know, when you talk about traveling to different places over the world to, to find this adventure, this way of this, this unknown is really kind of what is the continued draw for a lot of these surfers. So, you know, the guys who do the comps are, I mean, they're shoot, I mean, power to those guys, but I really truly love the free, free surfers too, as well. 
because um, I think they just they they're not in it for the money. They're not in it for the glam. They just love surfing, and they're just they just you know it's a it's a different style. That's amazing, man. And I think with that, I mean, you just you want to protect the beauty of getting out there, and that's kind of that's it's like what what you're doing with Notion Life. So. I mean, dude, I, I, I love it, man. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm really proud of you. And, uh, you know, I, I wish, I wish you and me lived closer. I mean, I, I, miss <laughs> I, miss that. I know at hot topic, getting to be yeah. roommates at the W hotel and, um, living in Germany. I mean, those were life changing moments in, in my life and, you know, sharing them with you and, and with Smith was, was really special to me. So we'll, we'll definitely have to plan a trip and get you get you out to Philly sometime or I'm due to come to the West coast as well. Yeah, man. I'd like to do one of these things live with you guys yeah. again. Once we, once we, we fully launch and, and yeah, that would be awesome. going, I need to do, uh, do some research out on the East coast anyway. Yeah. So it could be a great opportunity for us to meet up then and hopefully have uh, a little bit more information about the exciting uh, movement that we have. Going. Love it. Love it. Well, awesome, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on and hopefully. Yeah, thank you so much, man. I uh, I think I can see your halo <laughs> on my phone right now. Sure. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, man. Well, hey, it only works if you guys, if I'm impacting you and, and then you guys impact the next few people and next friends about it. So be sure to deliver that message and, and uh, let's build some traction behind this. And really appreciate you guys having me on and allowing me to talk about notion and, and get get the word out awesome buddy thanks for thanks for taking the time man we really of course guys it. well have a great rest of your uh, evening have a great and safe weekend uh, too yeah before before we uh we hang up we have to have a nice special birthday Ooh. shout out <laughs> to the big guy joe jansen uh <laughs> we turn tomorrow 38 38 bro 38 Woo! 38 the big three eight for the for the founder of the town mile so happy special happy birthday to Joseph. joe i'm telling you man 38's a great year bro don't I don't know. let it go to waste Hell yeah. I, oh yeah buddy <laughs> well, i appreciate that dude have a great memorial day and we'll we'll see you guys out there right on guys thanks so much thanks guys see ya okay i'm ready
Seven horrors plus just one more. 